0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, September 27th, 529 AM Central Time. Mixed trade in the grain markets this morning. December corn futures up two and a quarter at 482. November soybeans up seven and three quarters at 1310 and a half. December Chicago wheat down a quarter at 5.88 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat down a quarter cent at 7.10 and a quarter. December spring wheat down a half at 7.66. Uh, Yesterday, we started off with some good demand news. And unfortunately, today we're going to start off with some bad demand news.
0: So levels on the Mississippi River at Memphis hit a new record low overnight. According to weather.gov data, the river was 11.16 feet below normal at Memphis, a level lower than last year's prior record of 10.81 feet below normal. Projections indicate a slight improvement later today. However, river levels should remain restrictive. Most of the river valley will remain dry over the next seven days. The 10-day Euro and GFS models call for possible rain in northern River Valley areas during the middle of next week.
1: So I'm not sure, like for a fact, that this will go down as the new record. It it says it's a new record low this morning, but they could always go back and and revise this data, I suppose. This is as of 3 a.m. Central Time this morning. So to go back into the record books, uh, this would be a new record, 11.16 feet below normal. Last year was the prior record 10.8 feet below normal. Uh, 1988 was 10 point seven feet in 2012, uh, nine point eight feet below normal. So this is uh, a new record if this number on the government website is real this morning. this is uh, restrictive in terms of export activity for US grains and oil seeds for two reasons. Uh, the first one is the pure uh, physical issue. You can't ship as many barges. Uh, down the river. The barges that you do ship are not going to be loaded to capacity. And then the second one is is really a result of the first one. The barge rates are higher. It's more expensive to move product up and down the river, which means that um, grains at the Gulf are going to be more expensive. And at your delivery location along the river, they're going to be cheaper. Uh, so this is all very bad demand news. We had the big flash sale in Mexico yesterday, which was very good demand news. I just, I don't know how I mean, anything could happen. Yeah, the export program could recover. The river situation could recover. But this is very much uh, detrimental to export demand. And we know that the book of sales for all three crops that we really track, corn, soybeans, wheat, they're just not where they need to be. And this is not helpful, not really a ton of relief in the forecast either.
0: USDA will release its quarterly grain stocks report on Friday morning. The estimates, which will reflect U.S. grain stocks as of September, are essentially indicative of the old crop carryout numbers for corn and soybeans. Ahead of the report, traders estimate only marginal changes compared to the estimates printed, printed in the crop production and WASDE reports earlier this month.
1: So, for corn and soybeans, your September 1 stocks is essentially your old crop carryout. And they're not looking for anything drastically different compared to what USDA printed in its crop production and WASD report um, earlier this month. There are some things that could kind of come out of left field, though. Uh, The ones that we've seen in the past would be like adjustments to feed usage, in particular for corn, which is very difficult to track. Everything else in the demand base, ethanol, Export sales, uh, you know, we get weekly reports, but feed usage, we don't. So that could could surprise you. Um, sometimes you'll see retroactive adjustments to the crop. In uh, this case, it would be an adjustment to the 2022 uh, corn crop, soybean crop, wheat crop. We've seen that in the past. Uh, you could also see retroactive stocks adjustments. So this could be surprising it could not be surprising but it'll give us an indication of you know what was there on september 1st and also where is it located is it on farm is it off farm that sort of thing so that deal will be out on friday morning at 11.
0: so if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content you need to do so you're not going to find content like this anywhere else joe tell me about the video you put together yesterday
1: Chris Barron was on with me yesterday. We talk uh, a ton about budgeting and why you should be budgeting as a farmer. Um, This is kind of like the second step in that. What's a good margin target? So you know what your budgets are. You know what your costs are. What should you shoot for in terms of ROI? This was a good video. It was a longer video. We actually paired a previous video with this. We went through some historical on-farm ROI trends. So if you're trying to, to think to yourself, what's what sort of margin should I be shooting for? I think this is uh, an excellent video to watch. If, you, if you're farming and uh, you're trying to figure your marketing out for this year or for any year, uh, identifying margin targets is a big part of it. If you guys wanna see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. I will blast you over that video along with the six most recent uh, premium videos. I'll send you the, the whole copy of this morning's email, which includes all that stuff. $50 per month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation, nobody'll try to sell you anything else guys. Just a ton of info direct from us every single business day.
0: Sustainable aviation fuel is a lifeline for ethanol producers, according to a according to a Bloomberg article that was printed yesterday. Ethanol consumption is slated to decline by 12% by the end of the decade and by 90% by 2050 due to battery-powered cars reducing gasoline demand. SAF, however, is an opportunity for corn farmers and ethanol producers to maintain demand for biofuel. If ethanol is approved to be used in the production of SAF, the U.S. market for ethanol could grow to approximately $105 billion by 2050. It's uncertain if the ethanol industry can shrink its carbon footprint to compete with other SAF ingredients, such as used cooking oil.
1: We've done a lot of discussion on this uh, recently, and the way that it appears to me, uh, based on things that I've heard from, People who know more than me about this, uh, Paul Niefer's done some extensive research on the tax implications here. Steve Nicholson was on with me uh, from Rob, Steve from Robo Bank was on on Friday uh, last week, and we talked about this. I think even if the even if this uh, Treasury guidance goes the wrong way, I still think SAF is going to be a go. That's the way that it looks to me. Some of the charts in this Bloomberg article were uh, scary to say the least. If you look at their projections for uh, ethylene, ethanol, and gasoline demand trends moving forward. Like, you're gonna start to see a significant decline in the coming, like, they're talking in the next year or two. And then by 2030, you're talking a very, very significant decline. Um, The US is leading the way here by far. 2025 is going to be the big year for for SAF and for these tax credits and for the, the build out and the usage and all that stuff. Uh, Steve told me in the video we did on Friday, which is absolutely fantastic uh, premium stuff that I'll send you this morning if you sign up. Uh, he told me on Friday that most of you guys, if you've flown commercial recently, you've probably um, already flown in a plane that's had some SAF um, as, as part of its fuel base. So this is already happening to some extent, and I think this is going to be a big, big deal uh, for corn growers moving forward the way it looks.
0: Cargill, Louis-Dreyfus, and COFCO are concerned with the future of Argentina's soybean production. The country's agricultural sector has suffered due to government restrictions. A three-year drought has also hindered their ag sector. To help farmers, the country's next president will need to scrap a multi-billion dollar tax bill on exports and also do away with currency controls. Argentines will vote for a new president in an election on October 22, Okay.
1: Argentina is like, I don't know if I'd call it a failed state, but it feels like it it looks like it's getting there. You look at some of the statistics here, um, net reserves of US dollars are negative territory. Inflation in Argentina is one hundred and twenty-five percent. We complain about Argent we complain about inflation here. Inflation's four percent or whatever. Inflation <laughs> in Argentina is one hundred and twenty-five percent. Two out of every five citizens in Argentina live in poverty. And um, as far as this article and, and the soybean situation, I mean I think that they kind of downplay the three consecutive droughts and the fact that last year they had like less than half of a soybean crop. So, yeah, Argentina is a mess. I don't know exactly what the story is with the presidential election. We'll probably talk more about that here the next couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, Argentina's a disaster compared to Brazil, which is expanding every year. Argentina has government problems weather problems just all sorts of problems the way that it looks
0: Brazilian grain exports are surging according to Brazilian grain group ANEC soybean exports in September are slated to increase by a whopping 74 percent compared to the same month last year corn exports are expected to jump by 40 percent year over year in September and soy meal exports they are also expected to increase rising 25 percent this month versus September of last year Brazil recently surpassed the us to become the world's largest corn exporter and the powerhouse has been the global leader in soybean exports for the past 10 years
1: so to go back to the top of the show here us river issues paired with this is all just a bad cocktail when it comes to uh, u.s export prospects brazil had these monster crops they're projected to have monster crops again this year a uh, weather needs to cooperate of course but uh, these are big year-over-year increases i mean really big year-over-year increases and uh, a lot of this is to the detriment of the uh, u.s corn and soybean farmer i suppose uh, what a cattle do yesterday
0: it was a bloodbath yes. um, futures were likely pressured by pessimistic outside markets and demand worries Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 4.56 lower. October feeders have dropped $10.60 per hundredweight just since the 15th of this month. Live cattle futures closed an average of 1.88 lower. Box beef dropped below $300 for the first time since May yesterday. Choice end of the day, end of the day at 2.99.54. That was down a buck 94. Select end of the day at 2.79.10, that was down 135.
1: So the board's corrected significantly, uh, boxed beef is corrected significantly. What's the, what did the cash market do last week?
0: Uh, it was all, all, in all regions. It was almost steady to a buck higher. It was, it was <clears> promising <throat> compared to the past few weeks where we had lost ground.
1: So is it over or is this a correction?
0: You probably know more than me. I'd like to say it's a correction. Um, I we don't do
1: predictions here, but it, right. It, for, for right now, it looks like a correction. But there's, if, if you wanted to make the argument that that was, that was the top, I mean, there are some things to support that, I guess. And the way the board's fallen, the way that, that the boxes have fallen, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, outside markets this morning, guys, U.S. dollars just a little bit higher. S&P's up 13. The Dow's up 70. Bonds are up almost a full handle. Uh, crude oil is very strong, up $1.44 at 9,183 in the November WTI. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Thursday.